Donovan, and I'm here with my co-host, Mrs. Kendall and Turner. Hey! What's going on? Hey, hey, I'm glad to be here. Yes, glad to have you. So, what we have for you on today, we're going to take it way back. And I mean way back. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like 100 years. Oh. Yeah. talking about hymns hymns yeah <laughs> so this is what we're in uh going to be into and talking about um i'm gonna just start off and just make a confession <laughs> when it comes to hymns y'all please don't please don't judge me all right <laughs> don't judge me so i was of the thought and understanding that andre crouch was the king of hymns he was the mastermind he wrote all of them mm. all hymns went mm. through andre crouch he did a lot yeah he definitely he, he did contributed but, a whole lot, but he's not the original yeah, the no. og nope. yeah so i know some of y'all thinking the same thing too <laughs> I'm sure you're not by yourself. I'm not by myself. Y'all not going to leave me out here. So that's why we wanted to do this episode mm -hmm. to get a little bit more of an understanding um, and really to help inform. Right. Because I know with hymns, that's something that's just universal mm -hmm. throughout all types of churches, you know, regardless of what denomination you're in, you're going to hear a hymn. Absolutely. One way or another. Right. So, why not get all the information, know the truth right. behind them, and I believe that that makes it much more effective when we actually hear, sing, and play these songs. Absolutely. Um, so, you were talking about the misconception of mm -hmm. who actually <laughs> uh, penned mm -hmm. the hymns, or um, who wrote the lyrics to hymns, or who... Now, Andre Crouch has composed, written, yes. he's contributed so much to music in general, not just gospel music, but mm -hmm. music in general. However, <laughs> a lot of the hymns and what we are familiar with today um, didn't come from him. Him, H I M. Right, right, right. <laughs> it came from uh, Fanny Crosby, wrote yeah. a lot of hymns. Um, as a matter of fact, she wrote about 9,000 of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, hymns such as um, Blessed Assurance, Draw Me Nearer. All of them, yeah. pretty much. Um, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. I would have never known. I am thine, O Lord. Um, oh, one song that my dad sings a lot, mm -hmm. Old Rugged Cross. She wrote that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> it is good to know mm -hmm. who actually wrote these 
him. Um, but I think something that even more interesting is some of the backstory and, yes. and where they came from and what actually birthed mm-hmm. a lot of the hymns. Right. They, there's definitely a story behind mm-hmm. these hymns, behind these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, if you think they minister to you now, wait till you hear the story and the background, and I feel like it's just going to add a much bigger impact. Absolutely. So what we've done is we've actually gone through a couple of hymns um, to do just that. Look up the author, look up the story, and just see exactly what the background uh, was for that particular hymn. So I looked up one, um, It Is Well, Mm. With My Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Very popular him, good him too. Yeah. Very, very good him. So, a brother by the name of Horatio Spafford wrote this song. And again, another confession. With hymns, I was thinking that it was a lot of, uh-huh. a lot of us. Wait, which there are. <laughs> there is. Yes, Kojic is responsible for a lot mm-hmm. of hymns. But again, with temps, I've just kind of grouped them all together. Gotcha. And was like, yeah, we, we did Confession is good for right. this soul. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Horatio Spafford wrote this uh, song, mm-hmm. wrote this hymn. This goes back into, like, the 1870s. Mm-hmm. So, lives in Chicago. He's an entrepreneur, family. Um. 1871 is called the Great Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. And so that goes through and takes out his business. Wow. So it burns down the building. He has to pretty much start over, regroup. So he's going through all of that. A couple of years later, fast forward, him and his, uh, his wife and children are traveling overseas. The ship ends up sinking, and all four of his children pass away. Wow wife was the only one to survive and so again this is i want to say there was like a two-year gap between him and his business with the fire and now the passing of his children two years later Mm, tragedy after tragedy but through all of that he was able to write this song it is well with my soul and so now when you go back and look at these lyrics, like, it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, one line in particular, when sorrows, like, see billows roll. So what they say is, is that he was trying to get back together with his wife, yeah. traveling by ship. And they passed a destination where the ship sank, where his children drowned. Yeah. And that's where the lyrics came to him yeah so mm. again like i said that hit me i'm like man this man really went through something and but still through all of that was able to write this song uh-huh. because now you go to the next line that says whatever my lot what has right that has taught me to say it as well with my soul heavy very heavy yeah and and that's what um I discovered in the research that mm-hmm. the backstory and the lyrics after knowing a little bit more 
um, it really holds a lot of weight. And oh, that's absolutely. the thing with hymns. Um, the weight of the song mm-hmm. is yeah, the lyrics. Right. <laughs> you know, and with hymns, um, I also read that there was, it wasn't, okay, so like today, <laughs> odd times it's, um, music with lyrics or mm-hmm. right, um, yeah. someone writes it with lyrics mm-hmm. and music for an artist or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, right, yeah. Um, and, and we know that it can happen mm-hmm. separately also, but majority of hymns were, you got the lyrics first. Mm-hmm. Right. And then someone will put the music to it. Yeah, that was very common what I read. Because like you said, lyrics, then the words, mm-hmm. or words, mm-hmm. lyrics. Um, just real quick, I know you talked about Fanny Crosby mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I don't know why, but this story is just hilarious to me. So Blessed Assurance. Yeah. It was a format like that. Composer had the music, everything, didn't have the lyrics. Takes it to Fanny Crosby, plays it for her, and says, all right, what are the lyrics to what this song? What does this say to you? What right, this, exactly. How, yeah. And right on the spot, Blessed Assurance, Jesus <laughs> is mine. Yeah. Like, no deep thought, no prayer, mm-hmm. no seeking the Lord or nothing. It just, just came straight up came to her right and again this is back in the 1800s so going over 100 years ago yeah like again to me that was just very amazing well she in in itself she was very profound to me Mm -hmm. her story in itself is it's very um it's humbling Mm -hmm. to read about her but she endured great tragedy as a child but when you, when she at, was asked about her situation, her circumstance, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't as, woe is me. Right. Yeah. You know, and, she didn't wallow in, fact, in her. No, she didn't. Right. As a matter of fact, this is the way she, it, it was almost like she preferred it to be like, this is, this is okay. With mindset. It, hey, <laughs> and, um, I had great admiration for her. Definitely. And even so, even her songs, even though you might think her writing hymns might be out of a woe is mm-hmm. me type of right. attitude, it was not. Um, I love that about her. Place of power, honestly. Absolutely. If you want to think about it. Absolutely. Um, and she actually was an overcomer in a lot of ways. Uh, she was blind. But that didn't stop her. It didn't limit her. Not at all. She, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, but it really showed the strength of God in her and through her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I'm sure, contributed a lot to the anointing that she had to write and pen a lot of these lyrics. 9,000 hymns. That we still sing that today. That we still sing today. That still um, usher in the presence of God that speaks to many. Mm-hmm. Um people whether you are converted or not um, a lot of these hymns (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of these hymns even the secular world are very familiar with and speaks to even even them you know speaks to us of course we sing yeah a lot of them and really (laughs) you know it'll shift the atmosphere but um another one 
it's something that you talked about Horatio Stafford, we talked about Fanny Crosby, but um, the song or the hymn, um, How Great Thou Art. Yeah, another popular one. <laughs> another popular hymn. Um, and it's sung in a lot of denominations. I've heard it sung by several artists. Mm -hmm. um, but I researched how this song came to be. And it was written by Reverend. Oh, okay. Preacher man. <laughs> yeah, the man of God. Uh, Reverend Preach Carl Boberg. <laughs> okay. In 1885. So, um, and he was. Uh, it was in Sweden where where this actually That's derived. What I'm saying, like, our European brothers really okay. <laughs> did this. Yeah. And, right, right. So, um, it started out as a poem. It didn't start out as like a a, mm -hmm. a song right. per se. Um, and it actually went through a few translations. So it went from Swedish, German, Russian mm -hmm. to what we know today. Right. But um, we talked about uh, songs being birthed out of like storms, tribulation, mm -hmm. triumphs, or trials. Right, but. This is actually from an actual, an actual storm. So like storm. rain, thunder, yeah. <laughs> lightning. Yes, yeah, the wondrous works of God. <laughs> and um, in fact, it was talking about he was walking home from church mm -hmm. one afternoon, him and some friends, and um, it was then that a storm just appeared like out of nowhere. And just as quick as it appeared, mm -hmm. it's just as quick as it disappeared. Um, but when he made it to his destination, when he arrived home, he went, it wasn't until like he went and saw, went in the home, opened up the window, mm -hmm. saw the rainbow, right, got the right. rainbow in the sky. Had to take it all in. Yes. <laughs> and that's what inspired him to write the song. It was at this time of year where it was like, you know, the richness of nature. Um, yeah. And... He just really took in God's creation. God was and showing God's up. God's work and what, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at the lyrics, you know, you can really now you can it, it put it together, yeah. right? Yeah, it translates. Um, but I loved reading that because lyrics and really being inspired by the work of God is what mm -hmm. caused him to write the poem. Right. And which was created into this hymn that we sang, and it's been sung over the years. And actually, they used it a lot in um, Billy Graham. Yeah, like it started mm -hmm. in like one of his uh, crusades or one of the right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like one of revivals. That's mm -hmm. what I want to say. So that's what popularized the song right made it more mainstream there you go <laughs> there you go and it became more common mm -hmm. so um that how great thou art is one of the great hymns that we sang today um did was there another one that you were really yeah inspired by so i looked up amazing grace mm -hmm. just because i feel like that one is universally known yeah you know as the hymn of the church, mm -hmm. you know, no matter where you are, church or unchurched, everybody knows Amazing Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that story was really good because 
All right, John Newton, he's the author. He's the, he's the writer of the song. I didn't know this, but he was a slave trader. Really? Yep, he was a slave trader. Um, started out young. Um, his mom passed when he was young. Mm-hmm. Went to work just on ships with his dad. Grew up, and of course, that led to him being into the slave trade wow. business. So going back and forth, back and forth, all these different trips, grabbing us mm-hmm. and transporting them back and forth. So that was his main job. Mm-hmm. One of those trips, and this is, this story is very similar to like Saul, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So he's on a trip. He's actually coming back. The ship that he's on gets shipwrecked. All right. And they say that he prays to God. was like, Lord, if you bring me through this, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll serve, serve you for the rest right. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so God actually brings him through that. Mm-hmm. And from there, he's converted. He's converted over to Christianity. And the crazy part to me with reading this was that even after that, he was still in the slave trade business. So he didn't give that part up right away. Like he was still in it, um, still going back, back and forth. But throughout that time, he was able to write Amazing Grace. And as time went on, he eventually had some self-reflection, mm-hmm. conviction. There you go. And it was like, okay, I'm on the wrong side of this. And actually turned out to be one of the greatest fighters against the slave trade true conversion in his time yes so and again i go back to that story with the lyrics you know the line that saved a wretch like me yeah i once was lost right but now you know and just the power Mm -hmm. behind all of that i mean it again it hits me differently yeah because again yes we've sung the songs and sometimes it seems like okay it's amazing grace you know like everybody sings this we've heard it before but now it's like when i hear it i know that this is coming from a man who used to be a slave trader right got converted you know what place it's coming my completely changed and again i i think it was a just amazing amazing story Mm -hmm. um so then going through all of that that now leads into just how our experience right. with hymns. And I know for me, um, growing up in church, being a musician, mm-hmm. one of the things that we had to learn before we even started playing were hymns. So, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I said in the last episode, I'm younger. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play slow stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need something fast, quick. A little bump. Right. Uh-huh. I need shouting music in particular. Jeez. <laughs> That's the first thing we learned. But in order to play during service, we had to learn. Gotta get it right. We had to learn hymns. There it is. Um, our song that we start off at our church is My Soul Loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. So again, we had to learn it. And not just learn it, but know how to play it. Right. You know. <laughs> to where <laughs> play it when you know it exactly know it right <laughs> exactly so i would say as i got older and continued to advance 
in my playing, I started to realize that, okay, this song really has a lot of power there you go. behind it. Yep. There's a reason why they picked this as our opening, you mm -hmm. know, prayer song. And so I think for me, just with age and growing up, you have that greater appreciation for now hymns in general. Absolutely. Because I know I found myself going through, I was like, okay, I need to find some hymns whether there's some I know, whether there's some I don't know, mm -hmm. just to learn it and have it, you know, in my library yeah. of just, you know, songs that I know how to how to play. So that's my personal experience. Yeah, with, for with me, um, so you're talking about as a musician, my experience with him as a singer. Mm -hmm. uh, great is thy faithfulness. Yeah, that's it the trademark. Him <laughs> that I was asked Mm -hmm. to learn years okay. ago okay mm -hmm. and just as you didn't really like playing mm -hmm. hymns i wasn't a fan of singing them so i'm really surprised by that mm -hmm. because i know for me growing up you sang that song all like all the time yeah <laughs> so it's, it's surprising <laughs> here yeah. hearing you say <laughs> that you didn't like this song <laughs> So, I have a good reason for that. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. So, hymns are layered. Right. Um, they have more than, it's not just a one line, mm -hmm. and that's it. They got three, four verses. There you go. <laughs> and the, I mean, as we were talking about the lyrics, there's a lot of substance. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of substance in the lyrics with hymns. But for me, at that time, it was a lot. It was, right. There were a lot of words. And instead of me just being able to freely sing it, like, I was thinking mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Try, I, I know try that feeling. to remember, <laughs> make sure I got mm -hmm. the words right. Yep. And then, like, for me, I have to do certain little, you know, have little tricks so that got I can to. remember that you got <laughs> this comes first and this comes next. Right. That was a lot. It is. And because of that, I was not a fan at first. But the more that I started to sing it, the more that um, I became of course familiar with it mm -hmm. but um i do remember one particular um driving force for me um was elder lula Cooper. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she loves that hymn and so she would oftentimes uh, be the one to request mm -hmm. for me to sing it right. but even when i would try to take the easy way out of singing it oh she won't let me off the hook no man <laughs> She would also be on the sidelines, like, singing, like, the third thing. Oh, line. wow, yeah. Got, <laughs> I want you to learn that third thing. You're going to learn this song. Harder for sins. And I'm <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. I mean, so yeah. even though I still, I wouldn't sing the, the third or the fourth verse right. that often, I'm, she really caused me to learn it, like, learn at least mm -hmm. the, a couple right. more verses. And I did. Yeah. And um, the more that, like I said, the more I sung it, the more I became familiar with it, the more that I really started to, um, as I matured mm -hmm. in age and in my relationship with Christ, I did take more of an appreciation and I could relate to the words yeah. more. Great as thy faithfulness wasn't just me trying to remember and retain the lyrics. Mm -hmm. It actually became testimony. Right. And that's my experience with hymns. Yeah. I do recall <laughs> going from the beginning and where, you know, the development 
And that's one thing about hymns for musicians and singers. There is, hymns are a great source of development. Yep. Um, like, like I said, it's not just the surface type of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, that they're quite layered. And for singers, musicians, and I would tell musicians growing up. Oh, yeah. Or coming up. Not me coming up, but musicians mm-hmm. that are coming right. up. Right, yeah. Learn hymns. Definitely. That that was always a piece of advice. You, you really get a good, solid foundation of playing uh-huh. when it comes to hymns. Um, because as musicians know, you know, some songs, they have the same chord pattern, the same structure uh-huh. musically. Um, and so if you can play hymns, it doesn't matter where you go, where you are, what church service yeah. you're in, what type of service, what atmosphere. If you can play yeah. hymns, you're straight. Yeah, you're, you're good. Um, I know I've been caught sometimes in church where a hymn pops out, and I'm just, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this song? Yeah. I have no idea no. <laughs> what this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get through this, right. you know, but. Again, we're in church. These hymns are so powerful. Yes. And they really speak um, to the people. Uh-huh. And if you let it, it'll speak to it'll speak to you too, even as a as a musician. So yes, I would definitely encourage um, any musician, whatever it is that you play, um, learn them hymns. Learn it. I mean, I'm still learning them. So mm-hmm. I'm not exempt. We we still Me we too. still in this. So yeah, that's our experience um, when it comes to hymns. And now I'm starting to think. You talked about like as we grew up, how we started to have a greater appreci- appreciation mm-hmm. of hymns. Because I know like generations before, like my parents and then grandparents. Like they love him. Yes. Yeah. But then I step back and look. Okay. My generation and even the generation below. How do we wow. really perceive hymns? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> one, do we know what they really are? Right. You know, and this is more so like the generation below us, mm-hmm. and I feel like. I feel like they'll probably have time, like we did, to grow into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know if they hear hymns as much as we did Okay. back then. The exposure. They don't yeah. have the exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think maybe some of them, some have had the exposure, mm-hmm. but because they've been culturized. Right. That um, played differently. There you go. That's all of the exposure <laughs> that they've had. Right. Like so they hear it as a praise break. Right. Because like that. yeah. so. that's the thing now, like putting hymns in, you know, mm-hmm. praise breaks. And they work, but like you said, that's all that they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. To where if they hear the original version being played, I'm pretty sure it's like, okay, what is this? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole lot. Yeah, I I also wonder, we were talking about the depth of hymns. Um, how do they compare? 
Mm-hmm. How do hymns compare to the songs that we know today? So you, I talked about how great thou art, but there's also the yeah. Chris Tomlin song. Mm-hmm. How great! How great is our God? Right. Yeah. That, and then, you know, there is two different types. That's right. And they hit in their own. Exactly. In their own way. But they're, for me, mm-hmm. it's something to compare between hymns and what we call worship songs today. Um, even some of the more modern songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could. There's a lot to really there's dig into. And um, just even like you were talking about the perspective, the generation, mm-hmm. you know, what is the, la- what's the reason for the lack of appreciation? Yeah. I mean, because like you were just talking about, you know, the way hymns are and how they feel. Um, like somebody could just sing a hymn, mm-hmm. acapella with music. And you could just kind of feel just the power behind it. Um, So, real quick, we did research on this. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Her first song that she ever sang was a hymn. Come on. You know? We know. She is a singer. Can sing anything. Anything. Yes. Anything. Well known. Very well known. Some even have her as like the top vocalist. Absolutely. Ever. Ever. Um. So, what we've done is, we've actually have a little clip yes. of her singing her very first song. The first song you ever sang in church? Yes, I remember. The first song I sang in church was a song called, Guide me, oh, thou great Jehovah, mm. feed me No more. But that's what I'm saying, like, so I've never heard that song Mm -hmm. before. And just hearing that short clip, I can feel like there's, you know, if she really had a full segment to sing that she takes somebody in <laughs> right and she's a secular artist yeah. at that. yeah she's actually um i heard that him mm-hmm. from her okay so that's how i became familiar with it but um this is this is what we're talking about mm-hmm. the um expansion right and actually you know the longevity of hymns again we already talked about when some of these were penned when they were written mm-hmm. hundreds and, of years ago 100 years ago and right, older and, <laughs> right and now we're in 2020 um that clip was in 1990 so Jesus. <laughs> yeah and it's still it's still hit right like that's what said. i'm saying it's still, <laughs> it's still hits today so hymns you know definitely important and um the music world, period. Definitely. definitely. Not just gospel, but mm-hmm. period. I mean, I feel like people can watch that where, wherever they are and feel just everything that mm-hmm. was in that song. Mm-hmm. 
This is Sims, y'all. Yeah. This is it. I mean, again, doing all of this and reading these stories and what these people went through, I now have an even greater appreciation um, for Hems. Um, and again, we didn't even get to talk really in depth of all that we wanted to talk about. Right. So guess what that means? As a part two, we're going to do this again. Because yep. we got more to talk about. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that is our episode of Church Music Talks. Uh, again, we ask that you guys follow us, like our page. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, like the Instagram page, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, we're just getting started. And again, we want you guys to come on this journey with us. All right. So. That's me, your host, Calvin, my co-host, Mrs. Kendra Turner, and we're going to actually leave out on Sister Whitney. Mm -hmm. Again, I think that's appropriate, so we're going to leave out on her. Peace, y'all. Remember the first song you ever sang in church? Yes, I remember. The first song I sang in church was a song called, Guide Me, Oh, Thou. Great Jehovah, feed me till I want no more. Yeah. This is for you. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Guess what we're going to talk about today, guys? We're going to go way back. Missionary Burrs, if you're watching, this is for you. <laughs> of Church Music Talks. We're so excited to be here. And guess what we're going to talk about today, guys? We're going to go way back. Come on. We're going to go them, way back. back. We're going to go way back. We're going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs>